Hello and welcome to this edition of Talking Global Finance, the podcast for the global finance community. For decades, the Isle of Man has been a centre of global finance. Located in the heart of the British Isles, this crown dependency has built an enviable reputation as an international financial centre, or IFC, offering unparalleled expertise and choice to suit diverse needs. As a modern, globally connected and well-regulated IFC, the Isle of Man is very attractive for the next generation, the younger business owners and entrepreneurs. In addition to various financial incentives, the island offers them a truly unique living and working environment to prosper in. And that's where this podcast, Talking Global Finance, comes in. Brought to you by Finance Isle of Man, the government executive agency responsible for promoting and further developing the island's financial services sector, each edition of Talking Global Finance aims to unlock and discuss different themes relevant to the global finance community. I'm your host, John Cronin, and for this edition of Talking Global Finance, I'm delighted to be joined by two people with first-hand experience of the unique business environment here in the Isle of Man. Janine Gubbin and Mark Reynolds, both with specialist corporate fund and private client services provider, Sunterra. Janine, Mark, welcome to Talking Global Finance. Hi, John. Hi, John. Well, it's great to have you both on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to uh, the conversation that we've got lined up here. Firstly, Janine, Mark, you talk to a range of international business clients with many differing needs. As an international financial centre, what do you think it is that the Isle of Man can offer them? Janine, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, sure. Thanks, John. Um I think, well, there's an awful lot that obviously the Isle of Man can can offer clients. But I, from my experience, I think one of the most important things I've I've witnessed and, and certainly heard is the stability that the Isle of Man can offer. And, you know, when I talk about stability, I, I mean that in terms of that ranges across a number of different areas. So even if we talk about, you know, sort of from a natural disaster point of view, the Isle of Man is, is incredibly well placed. Um, but also... The, the stability comes from being um, independently governed, from having had uh, you know, decades worth of experienced um, advisors working in the financial sector. Um, and what that's done is, is that, you know, over the time that's built a very strong and embedded, um, like I say, network of, of individuals across all sectors, whether or not it be legal services, um, financial services um, the experience is is incredibly broad um, and like I said what that does is it just gives us that additional stability more than anything else um, add on to that not just the sort of historical um, background that we've got I think something else that's key is um, how nimble the Isle of Man is as a, a jurisdiction and that comes largely from, you know, it's very important in the Isle of Man. It's not just what you know, it's who you know. And when people can move to an island and they can operate within an island where you know who to speak to about something. And if you don't, you know very well who can introduce you to that person. Um, and I think that sort of flexibility, the ease of access to that sort of, like I say, that that incredibly well um, versed network is is something that that's incredibly important, um, but not just having that 
experience and that level of experience it's it's the opportunity to continue to grow i think as well that's also really really attractive and um, we've got a lot of space to grow which is something that's really important but also the island is very forward thinking and um, our regulators are very forward thinking the government is very forward thinking and as a result the people who live here are also very forward thinking so like i say it's really about stability and overall mentality i suppose mark let's let's pick up on some of the themes there that janine raises uh, the world we know of course has has changed dramatically over the last year and a half nearly two years now so what do you think motivates the current generation of entrepreneurs and investors as they consider the next location for themselves and their businesses? What do you think motivates them? Janine talks about that um, nimble approach, the stability, the, the, the experience that the Isle of Man offers. What's motivating the people that potentially might be coming to the island? I think actually the the approach of these individuals has very much changed over the years. So we are dealing with the next generation who have more focus on areas like responsibility and sustainability, thinking of ways that they can uh, create some of their philanthropic desires around uh, their businesses, what their activities can do to help contribute to the communities in which they operate and work in. Um, I, I think in addition to that, they're looking for the ability to conduct business in a way that allows them to thrive, speed of service. And going back to some of the, the points that Janine made in that first question there, I think access that we have in this in, in the Alamanna in particular to the regulators, to the people who can help with decision-making processes, but also help guide you uh, with, with some of the subjects or some of the patterns that you need to, to have to get your business up and running. Um, I'm not aware of many places where you can go and have a, a, an honest, open conversation with uh, with regulators like we have uh, ourselves here. I think there's also uh, that desire to, to continually improve and look at new methods to make businesses more efficient, more proactive. Um, and with that, a key focus is really on infrastructure and technology. Um, the island has historically tried to pride itself on delivering on that technology needs. Um, we were the first, I think, with, with 3G and 4G to be brought into uh, as a jurisdiction of, as a trial. And I know that there's obviously a lot of um, appetite from the government at the moment to make the speed of our telecommunications as as fantastic as it possibly can be. And that infrastructure, of course, that modern infrastructure is what uh, businesses, investors will be seeking. Are you, are you seeing a commitment from the government then, Mark, to continue to push forward and demonstrate that the Isle of Man can be at the forefront when it comes to infrastructure that's essential to businesses like that? Absolutely. I mean, some of the schemes that they've recently rolled out, including graduate schemes, apprentice schemes, but capital grants as well. If there's an opportunity to bring a business to the island to help them get set up in the best possible means, and if they are a business who we're looking for long-term investment into the island and developing some of those more social um, investments as well as a result of it. The Alaman government have shown themselves to be willing to contribute towards that. Now, in many ways, the business that you're both part of, Santerra, in itself is the epitome of the Isle of Man's story as a centre of excellence. Uh, that can attract new businesses. Take us through some of that story, the Santera story, will you? Ginny, let me come to you first on that. What's, what 
what makes the Santerra story um, not unique, because this is something that happens um, in- increasingly in the Isle of Man, but what makes that Santerra story special? Well, I think it's um, it's a wonderful example of how a business can grow within the Isle of Man. I'm fortunate enough to have worked for the company now for, for many years, and, and I remember joining not that long after, um, I think it was just maybe less than 40 um, of the staff who they all relocated from London to the Isle of Man. So, you know, they gave up their lives over in the UK and they moved to the island. And, you know, this is sort of over 20 years ago now. So even then the Isle of Man was a different place. But one thing I noticed, particularly at that time, was what it meant was there was a, a really wonderful culture because there was this um, connection, I suppose, amongst the team that there was this real sort of camaraderie. And what that meant was, is that that naturally translated then through all of the new members who who joined the firm. So what started off as a, a relatively small company, like I say, relocated to the Isle of Man, is, is now, as Santira, over 200 of us based in the Isle of Man um, with uh, the global footprint that we have. But we've been able to live and breathe the success story of a business relocating to the island and, you know, coming on to be seen now very much within the community as, as a local business. And Mark, where's the story heading? Um, where do you see the future of Sentera? So, I mean, just going back to to some of Janine's points there, uh, Santira itself and in its previous guises have have a obviously a long-standing position on the Isle of Man. Um, it's a business that we've always tried to remain at the forefront of any new initiatives or business opportunities that may come along. Um, and in September 2020, we rebranded to Santira following the management buyout uh, that was undertaken in June 2019 and led by David Hudson, our CEO. Um, We've retained an emphasis uh, and the heart of our operations um, and what is our own center of excellence in the Isle of Man, as Janine has just pointed out there, 200 staff here. But we have now a global footprint across eight jurisdictions, over 300 people. But our aim is very much to drive our business from the island uh, and continue to invest in our local community. Post the rebrand, you know, our, our mission has really been around balancing responsibility and ambition. Uh, And so one of our key messages now as a result of that is empowering responsible ambition. That's not just something we want to focus on as an external concept where we are bringing in the new entrepreneurs who are looking at that uh, those key words really uh, within their business um, attitude and how they want to, to focus their activities. But it's also internally as well. We want our staff to be responsible for our client base. Um, it ties in really nicely as well with ESG, which is obviously becoming a more increasingly important subject uh, in all areas. Um, and empowering responsible ambition fits fits incredibly well with that. So there's a lot there that you're thinking of as as a business and and obviously growing uh, and continuing to grow a key component for the the story of Santerra. So the Isle of Man, as we've said has built an enviable reputation for financial services expertise over the past decades. I think you've both just described just how much that's meant for Sentera. How important is this reputation for the global clients that you speak to then, especially those younger business owners and entrepreneurs? Janine, let me ask you that first. Reputation is incredibly important. 
Um, one thing that I think the Isle of Man potentially hasn't been as good at is selling itself. Um, and I mean that in terms of on a, on a global scale. So Too humble, perhaps. Oh, well, possibly, yeah. And I think that, that there's there's advantages to that to an extent um, because I think sort of going under the radar, like I say, to a limited extent, does actually, again, it comes back to the point I made before, which was, again, about stability. And because as a jurisdiction, we have had this you know, very, very long-standing stability. What that's meant is, is that, like I say, we've just been quietly doing what we do very well for a very long time. Um, and maybe we should shout about it a little bit more. I think that, that the reputation that we've got is, is incredibly strong. And I think as soon as people are associated with the Isle of Man, they see that. But what we could do better is, is, is opening up, I suppose, the Isle of Man as a jurisdiction to, to others, you know, to, to for maybe more further afield. But I think the reputational issues for the Isle of Man center very much around our regulatory environment. Um, you know, again, the regulatory side of things for the Isle of Man have been, has been strong for, for a long time. And our regulators have got a very, um, again, forward thinking approach. So, you know, our regulator here on the island recently announcing guidelines in terms of businesses taking more of a business risk approach to their regulator, like regulation. So, Rather than being told what to do, it's more about shaping your own regulatory policy so that it suits your individual business needs. And again, the point of being nimble, being flexible and it being relevant, I think that's what matters most. So having a, a reputation that is um, relatively clean and, and unscathed, I think is important. But to be able to continue that, it's got to be flexible. It's got to be able to adapt to receiving new businesses. It's got to be open-minded. It's got to be able to evolve. And the Isle of Man is hungry to see that. And we are seeing that, you know, in terms of new specialisms that are, are um, cropping up, if you like, in the Isle of Man. And Mark, what would you add to that, those those points that Janine raises there, all melding together to, to, to forge this reputation that the Isle of Man has? I think that um, an example of where it has played a key part is uh, the growing gambling industry that we've had on the Isle of Man. The Gambling Supervision Commission over here has um, a fantastic reputation worldwide. Uh, we are seen as being one of the tier one jurisdictions as far as our regulatory regime goes. And it comes into as well, you know, the, the next generation of entrepreneurs, again, linking back to the first few questions, a lot of that is focused on the digital and technology spaces and you know leveraging off the experience that's been learned through new initiatives like gambling like crypto and i think that we are positioning ourselves in a way that we can expand our our footprint really and how we are seen um as an as a nimble jurisdiction and somewhere that is open to business rather than just looking at ways to shut it off through regulation now of course all of this isn't purely transactional. What does the Isle of Man's status as a leading international financial centre mean for the island itself? What benefits does being what benefits does being a global business centre bring to wider society? Janine, you previously mentioned about those 20 years of Santerra and its growth um, in the island. Mark, let me put that question to you first, though. What, what do you think are the wider benefits for the Isle of Man 
and its wider society? I think it helps to drive uh, really the growth and our, our own personal requirements. So again, touching back on things like our telecommunications. Um, it also brings in jobs, new careers, new development opportunities in terms of courses that are available at the uh, Alaman College or University College of Man. I think the key to it is the fact that new businesses help create those jobs. They help develop some of the older buildings as well by setting a new footprint on the Isle of Man. We've seen that uh, with businesses such as microgaming. We're hoping to have some very positive news ourselves in the coming uh, weeks. Uh, and one of my uh, personal experiences is actually helping incubate a business and grow it on the island, invest in the local community through um jobs but through corporate social responsibility initiatives and with that we are um helping obviously create opportunities for the next generation and janine what would you add to that i think that it's really key i think the point on i certainly think the point in employment is, is really relevant you know in terms of us being able to continue to provide a really reliable strong workforce we have to look at the roots ground roots and we have to look at and you continue to look at the opportunities that are available for the children in our schools. And I personally am very excited at the idea of seeing more and more, you know, children who finished, uh, you know, young adults who finished their A-levels, maybe not interested in going off to university now, because, you know, there are a number of challenges that faces more so for some than, than others, probably more now than it did, say, 10, 15 years ago. What we're seeing instead is we're seeing those young adults who've got so much to offer wanting to get into the workplace because they themselves are excited by what um, opportunities they have here. And that's really driven by a lot of businesses, new businesses coming to the island. And we have to focus on being able to maintain that flow, that constant flow of, of like I say, young people wanting to get into the workplace. So I think that's something that that's that we really benefit from as a society um, and I think that that's something that you know we absolutely need to focus on and as well as that I think it's embracing the new ideas that come with new businesses I think you know like I said it's incredibly exciting when you see what the younger generation can offer so if you add that to to new sort of established businesses looking to relocate to the island new startup businesses looking to relocate to the island the benefits that we see across every level of our society is it's it's profound in terms of the way that we look at managing, I suppose, what's an island that's in, embedded in, in so much history. And to be able to have, you know, one of the, the best examples, arguably in the world of a medieval castle on island, you put that up against some of the newer, exciting opportunities and and developments from an office point of view, from a business point of view, from a housing point of view. I think if we can maintain that balance between supporting and encouraging that constant stream of investment, mirror it with the history that we have behind us as well, I think the island can only continue to flourish. Well, uh, Janine, you've you've uh, stolen a little of my last question there, but I love that um, that that sense of uh, that business not being everything. There's more to life than simply that, and 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 what the Isle of Man can offer. So let me put this last question to you both. What do you think draws 
leading entrepreneurs and businesses to the Isle of Man. Beyond business, when we think about the quality of life and how they can live their lives in the island. Mark, let me come to you first on that. I mean, personally, I don't think you can get anywhere better to to help with the security and the bringing up of a family um, and developing that family life balance that is so important to everybody. Um, We've seen this not just through uh, our business or through entrepreneurs, but also staff as and when they arrive on the Isle of Man. It makes a a fundamental difference to to their lives. Um, There's been a lot of people who have obviously come into the island um, to help boost jobs in various sectors. And I think that all of them have embraced it incredibly well. Um, I myself, my my wife moved over here. Her family have since moved over. It is just a phenomenal place to bring people up. And some of the things that we've struggled with, obviously, in the last two years of getting off island, which is also equally important every now and again, um, I I think we managed to, to thrive as an island and get through the COVID pandemic situation because because of the culture, because of the community around us. And Janine, let me, let me leave the last word with you. Yeah, I completely echo everything that Mark said there. I think, you know, sustainability is key and the Isle of Man certainly can offer that. And we talk about, you know, ESG from a sort of business perspective, CSR, you know, but actually the, the sort of S, I suppose, in ESG in relation to sustainability, businesses focus increasingly on their staff. They have to. You've got to think about being able to provide a, a good work-life balance. If you want your staff to be and your, your people to be sustainable, then you have to be able to offer that. Um, I suppose the last, you know, the, the last two years has demonstrated more than ever that it matters. Where you're based matters. And you know, I the fact that I can drive home, I don't have to worry about a commute. You know, I've got a 20-minute, 30-minute worst drive home, and then I can be on the beach, you know, with the family within 10 minutes. We've got you know, an abundance of hills and plantations, and you can feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, um, but also still have great access to, you know, a, a great sort of social um, environment as well. It's it's a wonderful place to live. It's a wonderful place to to move to and to, to grow a, a family, Mark said, in terms of security. I think just to add to that, Jeannie, as well, you, you know, we punch above our weight in quite a lot of areas too. I mean, just looking at the sporting side of things and what we've managed to produce um, in terms of our cyclists, athletes, um, uh, being able to go off Ireland and represent the Isle of Man through Great Britain or through the Commonwealth Games, that's as a result of the environment that they've been brought up in. Um, and we have such significant opportunities over here that others don't. Um it makes for for exciting times, I think, as well, going forward. Well, it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Um, Really, really enjoyable. But unfortunately, we are out of time now. So I just want to thank my guests, Janine Gubbin and Mark Reynolds from specialist corporate fund and private client services provider, Sentera. And thank you for listening to this edition of Talking Global Finance. It's been great to have you with us. Don't forget to like us and please do share any comments you have about the podcast. And if you want to find out more about what the Isle of Man could offer you or your business, then go to Finance Isle of Man. That's all one word, financeisleofman.com. But until next time, goodbye.